lots and lots of young people who were dealing with tech even back then, right? And who are already getting into the games thing. So when uh, Eslana mentioned 2015, I was kind of like, okay, that sounds about right. So I'm not sure if it was my 2013 trip or my 2015 trip, but one of them, um, there seemed to be a lot of young people even back then who were doing their own thing. I went to some of these online platforms that you have the newspapers and I just started hassling them every day saying why are you paying no attention to the fact that you've got all these young people in tech and all these young people who are game makers and things so uh, do you think there's an element of um, the creative industries not being taken seriously from a, a business level because these are all billion billion dollar making industries that most of these people are in and when I look at why Zambia has not done well. It goes right back down to, I suppose, rights management. Uh, some of the blockage is right within the ecosystem itself, but there's a, an even larger picture that um, the support that goes in does not start at uh, ground level. It's not being identified early enough. Some of these kids are already into it when they're at school, by the way. So it starts even earlier than that. So when, when you look at um, how you're separating it earlier, saying you had these streams where there's some professionals, some, you know, um, I think you call them amateurs, I'll say maybe hobbyists. Uh, when you have an ecosystem uh, and, and you decide that everybody has got the right to learn, which I think is enshrined into, in, in, sorry, in, in, in human rights law, if I'm specific with the um, intellectual property laws, I think we're getting right down to the moral rights. The, the lawyer can uh, back me up on that one. But if you've got the right to create something, yeah, where, where your name uh, gets to go on it, or if you want to be anonymous, it can be anonymous. We need to be teaching some of this stuff to kids right down at classroom level, very, very early on. Um, so I, I think when I'm listening to this, I'm thinking if there had been more support within already in the school systems with how creativity is dealt with there, um, do you not think that it would actually have been helping you identify as people come out of schools and they actually start thinking about the things that they want to do in life? Uh, you'd already have an idea that there is interest in uh, all these different things. And then, you know, um, the other part of it is I'm a very big believer in uh, uh, creative and cultural exchange. And I, and I believe that people in Zambia should get, be getting more opportunities to come out of Zambia and be in uh, in other environments that might be ahead in order to have creative spaces that already exist that Zambia can use as Zambians. In other words, why can't Zambia creatively, I'm a, sorry, I'm a digital thinker, Zambia can be anywhere. So instead of worrying about Malaiti or whatever's going on there, I think it should be running 24 seven. So sometimes some of these creatives need to be uh, able to operate even in the environments where they, these games will be sold into later on. Uh, sometimes it's not just the equipment, it's also the environment and the network and the opportunity to go and see how other people are doing things. So I'm, uh, I'm wondering about um, how the national arts can actually start to help with artists and, and, and creative exhibition and things like that. Why can Zambia not have space in the States or in, in South Korea or China or uh, the UK? Uh, why is it international companies can come into Zambia, but Zambians aren't thinking in, in those terms, in terms of the fact that they can have a UK base. So I, I, I want to obviously supply the digital version, but I only see myself as a transition person. It's just to help people get to that next level where they can handle it themselves. It's, it's much needed. If the intellectual properties are not being handled one way, this is a digital world now.
So I, I, I would definitely say go the society direction and just think digital. Uh, just think how you will deal with things up there. For the public spaces and performance spaces like that, you're not going to get around Zamcops there because I think there has to, a country has to have an organization which is its CMO. But everything else that's kind of happening around that, you can uh, certainly have your own organizations. I, I, I actually think there's not enough organizations in Zambia anyway. Um, there should be an audio engineer society. There should be a music management a management thing. There should be uh, publishers. Everybody needs to have those groupings because that's how you work out the standardization of those rates you're talking about. Because to go into Zambia and now say every musician gets this amount probably doesn't work as well as, I guess, um, had you kept your union, um, standardized union rates um, are quite common. Like, for example, here in the UK, uh, the classical musicians are separated, and that's the same way I believe the cultural musicians in Zambia should be separated. There's a very respectful difference provided for that because they require different venues and, and different recording studios. And um, they, they, just like the cultural music in Zambia, it's the classical musicians whose music has gone into games and, and films and all sorts of things. It, it moves quite quickly. So exhibition is, is, <laughs> is a key thing for me. Uh, how can we get more Zambians out? So that's not just the Comic Con you're thinking about in Zambia now. It's the fact that you're you're coming out here as well and and representing Zambia uh, here and other places around where you you have groups that already understand what it is you're trying to do, but your country supports you. So uh, back in the day, I remember how everything that came through the door. Uh, a guy used to tell me at the local council that they'd get all these things come through. That would be these opportunities for. Uh, musicians to travel to these big events around the world and being invited to Montreal Festival and blah 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 and all these other things and you know what would happen every single time the government would send Amayenge now if you're gonna send your cultural group to the jazz festivals and your jazz musicians are sitting down or you're sending or you're getting a hip-hop festival coming up and you're still gonna send Amayenge it's it's very unfair for the other people within the society just because uh, one group is being tapped into all the time. So as a result of it, all these festivals stopped inviting Zambia because they felt that we didn't have uh, the jazz or the hip hop or the dance music people or whatever it was. And it was simply because our structure inside Zambia was not giving the opportunity to those who were in those different fields to actually travel. So um, I know it's, a, it's been a long one, but I guess my bottom line is how can we ensure that it's not just those eight within your system. Why can it not be public knowledge advertised so that they are open to everyone and the, the right people start to travel and represent Zambia? Uh, I think the, my diagnosis, is it diagnosis or prognosis, one of those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel the... The, the, the challenge we've had uh, of, uh, over the years is that we've tried to create a sector uh, uh, based just structured around the National Arts Council. Yeah, I think that when we're talking of the creative sector, uh, we need to open up uh, different roles that need to be played. Uh, because, uh, of course, there will still be space for sort of traditional arts, uh, arts for arts' sake, uh, 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 
the programs and activities, uh, but they should also be space for new and upcoming uh, artists. One of the things I'll tell you is my observation is that it's not just a question of even outside Zambia. Even within Zambia, in terms of knowledge sharing, exchange opportunities, mm. there's very little of that happening. Uh, uh, apart from maybe, for example, if you talk of a town like Kawe, uh, don't know much about it. Apart from, okay, there was B-Flow once there, there was uh, your maps, and they've moved away from there. Beyond that, there's nothing else we know about it. It's a place we just passed, uh, like Kapiri. I was in Kapiri, very amazing stuff happened there. But I always just passed through. So even within the, the country, I think the virtual, uh, the virtual structure, the virtual infrastructure is something that can help in terms of really creating that that awareness. Because uh, if 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 there's no awareness, it becomes very difficult for you to even think about something that you don't know about. Um, when he talked of uh, uh, in schools, uh, one of the people I was talking to in Massa said that. Uh, Every time we introduce arts programs in schools, we leave out the parents, for example. The parents are not involved at all in the process. They just say, oh, now we're taking music class. And the following day, oh, now we're taking integrated arts class or something. So there's no proper linkage in terms of the system. Even just like, as a parent now, I've taken an interest in this art education program, and I'm not speaking as a national council. As a parent, I went to my, my, my son's school and said, okay, what art program do you actually have here for the kids? You know, we sing these songs and we sit, and my son is a four-year-old, and I'm thinking, how can a four-year-old, four-year-old sit the whole day, you know, the energy they have, the ideas, the energy, the strength. So it's, it's really a whole range of things. So when you look back, I feel we need to open up the space so that there are more players who come into this, this space, so that we actually create a sector, so that each player is responding to the different needs. Uh, it would be difficult to expect uh, one player like the National Council to respond to all these needs. We may reform it today, uh, we may do different things, increase budget, what, but um, uh, so long as it is one, it will still go back to a place where it plateaus again. So we, we have to keep a, a, a healthy space. Uh, the art sector in Zambia is one place where there's no civil society actively involved in, in the space. There's no civil society. So the only time you hear anything about arts is from the National Arts Council or from the government. Uh, and maybe an artist here and there post on the group. So you need all these different institutions to create, to, to, to keep the space open and active so that ideas can come in and they can grow. So that is my my, my, my thinking. So uh, uh, it's it's uh, uh, it's an opportunity that we have now as we look at this policy to see what opportunities, how can we structure this this thing, uh, what do we need to structure this thing, what spaces can we create, what systems, what mechanisms, and and things like that. Yeah. So that would be my my quick thought. I know people want to ask. Uh, I've seen someone had their hand up for some time. Uh, the Shimasla over here. Shimasla, sorry. Please. No, it's all right. <coughs> uh, good evening, everyone. Um, 
My name is Ashmaster, I'm a Zambian musician, a songwriter. Uh, anyway, I'm a musician. Let me just put it that way uh, for the sake of time. Um, if I look at uh, our Zambian music industry, starting from the time when I came into the industry actively as professional musician, um, I think we, up, up to today, up to now, um, what I've learned so far is that uh, musicians, uh, I'll speak for the musicians because I'm a musician and I understand it fully. Um, we are somehow on our own. Um, this is why uh, I had... Um, Mr. Chipindi said um, uh, some musicians uh, do things on their own and, and so on and so forth. So that just confirms uh, what has been on my mind on this call as well. Because we look at this, Zambia has a population and the population is, is huge and uh, our airspace is, is not really protected from the outsiders. Um, why, why have I said so? Um, we have a streaming sites that are supposed to be encouraged, like let's say Vesasani and, and, and a few other streaming sites that are supposed to be encouraged and supported so that um, we can also have our own streaming sites where we can make our own money. Uh, by saying so, I'm, I'm looking at it in this way. Let's say... Um, if I sold, if I had uh, a million streams and each download costs one kwacha, that, that already shows you how much I've made just for a million. And we are more than a million, we are many. So now uh, those are not protected and they're not encouraged, they're not supported. Um, this is the reason why today we have uh, other online stores like Homeplay. Uh, coming to coming to our country and uh, choosing a, any artist they want to work with at the fee that they feel like they can pay that artist. And just because we haven't been making a lot of money, we feel like they're giving us a lot of money. Why? Because we look at we are looking at the table and we see what what is there that I'm going to pick up and go with at home, without thinking about other artists from a community level who have equal talents. Because all these musicians are coming from communities. That means the talent is at the community level. And at the community level, ZAM and ZAM Corps and NAC, they're not popular. And uh, I think that's where it, it all should start from. So now, if we were protected, uh, I don't think Bumple would have a space to approach any artist without first facing uh, the bigger organizations or the bigger offices that we have so that they could sit on the table and negotiate on the terms for each artist and uh, how much they should live for the Zambian music industry. And you find that when it comes to Zamcops, when you go to collect your royalties, you find that your video, your, your songs were playing all over the country, all over the TV stations. We have a lot of TV stations today, a lot of radio stations today. But you find that when you're looking at your 
royalties uh, uh, shit, you find that there are only about three broadcasting houses that have paid, and the rest, none. So this is why you are right when you say the musicians behave on their own, because they feel like I'm better off doing my own thing as long as I'm getting what I want. But it shouldn't be each one for himself and all for one uh, and good for us all. It shouldn't be that way because we have Nag and Zamkop, so we should highly respect them and fall under. So this has been a problem. I don't know how uh, this can change because now uh, it, started, it, it, it happened on the artists before us it happened at, at our time. Now it's happening to the new ones. And it might go to the kids who are going to be there that time. So I don't know how we are going to have this change because I heard when you said um, uh, the government and, and, and yeah, you mentioned the government at, at, at some point. But I feel uh, on our own, I think we can even fund uh, the government itself. Because the music industry or the entertainment industry is bigger. And our audience, uh, our audience, it's, 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 it's bigger. Uh, it's, it's, uh, our audience is wider than, um, than the government look at. The government will only look at Zambia, but our music across borders, it's global. Our talents cross borders. So I don't know. And then the other issue. We, we are having, our songs are being played outside Zambia. Our, uh, our royalty is being collected. Uh, are they collecting our royalties outside Zambia? Or maybe it's just within Zambia. It's just the territory within Zambia. And um, the other issue, when I heard when you said uh, they may have a lot of likes uh, from uh, on YouTube, they're actually not getting paid. They are getting paid even if it's peanuts, but they are getting paid. And to them, it's a lot of money. This is why you see these young artists are driving, are building, are living this life. It's because they're getting paid, but they are being exploited. So without your presence, uh, the artists are vulnerable. So I don't know how... Uh, we uh, we are going to make it right. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Robin. Uh, if I may, with your permission, I, I wanted to uh, sort of uh, make a follow-up question. Uh, <laughs> let me misbehave a bit. It's your floor. <laughs> Go ahead. It's your floor. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, thank you, Mr. Shmaster. I, I always consider uh, uh, him as a poet as well. I don't know whether he, he recognizes himself as that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm humble. Yes, as a poet. Because the music is always very poetic. Uh, but anyway, I, I, I hear the points you've raised. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you in terms of the level of service provision. Uh, that's a very important uh, process, I think. Uh, as National Council, for example, we only found in Osaka. So what's the point? It's been very difficult to expand to different parts uh, of the country. Uh, we needed to be, at least at this district, we should have some kind of representation or an office uh, which which is able to provide services at that level. But I'm curious to learn more about protection. What kind of protection would you 
Uh, how would you want the protection to be? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in, in the protection. Uh, I agree with you uh, that uh, these sites that have come up, uh, but I also feel that uh, uh, I don't know in terms of economics, maybe the economists here can help us. Uh, uh, I feel there are too many sites, local sites that have come up that are, are trying to, to do the same thing. Uh, I don't know, uh, competition is good and healthy. I don't know whether we should uh, sort of uh, control this space and have like a few websites and then we all rally uh, ourselves on those websites. Because with websites and streaming, it's about numbers. Uh, it's about numbers. So the more content you have, the more uh, maybe uh, people can, can log on. So I don't know maybe the protection. It would be interesting to hear maybe from yourself or anyone else who has any thought in terms of how can we protect uh, these spaces uh, because I think it's a very important point and it's a policy issue actually if it's a policy issue uh, how can we protect it because again for the National Arts Council uh, we are not uh, uh, this is a very difficult uh, way we are not uh, uh, an artist council uh, we are an arts council uh, so we may not really be able to reach the space of the artist. Uh, so maybe that's also a conversation we need to have. Uh, at what point can we now start presenting the artist, for example? Uh, in the policy measures that I was talking about earlier, we are talking of uh, uh, unions, encouraging unions. Uh, so that artists have unions uh, and they have people who are able to represent them and uh, champion some of these things. So probably I'd want to hear a bit more about this protection. Uh, maybe uh, from yourself or any other person who, who's able. Thank you. Sorry, Mr. Chipendi, was this directed at Shimasta? Yes, yes, yes. So directed to Shimasta, but anyone else who can can pick it up, uh, it's okay. The issue of protection. Mm -hmm. How can we protect uh, the musician in this free market? Sorry, chocolate. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, uh, how I'm coming in is, is not necessary to pro provide the solution to, to what Mr. Chipindi has asked, but I'm just trying to compound um, sort of uh, yeah, a similar question in this uh, context about the protection issues. I remember, Robin, you mentioned that uh, there's been a, a lot of changes that has, has been going on with the um, is it the, the, the agreements that were made maybe a long time ago? And then, you know, change the, once we remain at the same place, we're not moving. And I'm, I'm, I, was, I was saying, I was thinking, how do we catch up with um, the, the ever-changing dynamics of the new platforms and the way music is being distributed? Because in the long run, yes, we can agree that uh, uh, resources are being lost. As as organizations like uh, NAC is trying to catch up, a lot of revenue will be lost in the process. So I was thinking there's, there's a sense of emergency in this uh, operation where we, we really need to catch up as quickly as possible, as possible with the moving time. So I really 
uh, don't have a solution as such in terms of answering but I'm, I'm also in the in the boat of asking what can be done by an organization like uh, where Mr. Tipindi uh, belongs to uh, and then at the end of the day as you mentioned I remember the president mentioning uh, emphasizing the point of SMEs especially at the inauguration and I think as we are lagging behind we are losing the the much needed input that the youth can 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 provide if if they just had a good environment where they can flourish i know it's it's very very difficult to flourish uh, in the music industry like master mentioned it's like we are figuratively orphans of some sort yes so there's really an urgent need to make this environment uh, what, what can i say favorable otherwise um, yeah a lot of revenue can be realized and i think a lot of people can be employed in different aspects of, of, of this art so i actually pose the same question <laughs> it's not that i was answering but i'm just i'm, I'm eager to know what the solution would be um, hello so. right Hi, uh, chocolate, you actually chocolate you are right we are we are orphans with a lot of money on our table <laughs> yes. and uh, we don't know how to collect the money yeah yeah i i think very quickly chocolate uh, uh, one thing which has happened uh, uh, it has happened a bit late there's been mm -hmm. uh, the realization that uh, we need to commercialize uh, the arts so it's been happening at different levels but we need to transform it into a business space so when you talk of the policy uh, i know policy is a long-term thing yourself you want tomorrow in the morning what should we do <laughs> yeah <laughs> unfortunately uh, we may not uh, write that space but uh, as we formulate the policy i think that we need to strengthen this aspect of business because even just for example as national arts council uh, we we we've been trying to we set it up it crashed a bit but we are experimenting with um, with something called um, an artist resource hub an online artist resource hub the idea mm -hmm. of that hub was for artists to quickly come through uh, and then commercialize their entities formalize their entities and sort of accelerate the business processes uh, and uh, there are a lot of organizations now within the country that are involved in a lot of these uh, uh, business accelerators, uh, incubation, and different things. And uh, we, we need to find a way of facilitating a linkage to, to those places. Uh, I remember I was dealing with a lady called Malenga. She's not here, but she, she's from, she was able to link me to animators. These are young people doing a lot of animation and uh, a cartoon work and things like that and yeah so i think in the long term or in the medium term i think the policy may be of help but in the short term uh, we may uh, just continue with awareness and supporting what we can because even in terms of our budget as national arts council uh, because some of these things we are saying they need support for example in handles the society it needs some immediate support almost immediately uh, to develop the app she's talking about or, or, or what Esnala was talking about. These things need like immediate 
a financial support almost immediately. So probably that's something we can do in the medium term, but uh, ultimately I think the policy is a very important space for us to commercialize uh, the arts. Uh, and uh, not just, I hear people talk of potential. I don't think it's potential anymore. Uh, we are creating jobs. According to the even the National Economic Report uh, for 2020, about 22,000 people are employed in the arts. Uh, formally employed in the arts, uh, it's it's a it's a huge number, uh, really. Especially if you consider the fact that the the report only sampled the uh, places like Copper Belt and Livingston and Lusaka. They didn't do other places where there's a lot of art and there's a lot of talent. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, but also maybe a challenge also to yourself as senior artists. Uh, you may not realize you are now the senior artist. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, when we interact with the young people, I think it's very important to help them to make the professional transition a, more, a, a bit quicker than yourselves. Yourselves, yeah. I think it took time uh, for you to say, I think this is a serious thing. So a lot of these young people, they are also distorting the market. Uh, they, they don't understand. They get excited when they get a YouTube a call from YouTube and uh, someone says, no, I'm giving you $300. They are mm-hmm. very excited. I have $100, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, so we need we need a lot of these mentorship programs, a lot of these opportunities, especially for yourselves as senior artists. I think you, you need to step into this space. I have been challenging. I, I need to go back to something I said I, I touched on briefly. We need civil society organizations in the arts. Yeah, we need organizations that are championing certain things, uh, which uh, the National Council cannot champion. But yourselves, you can champion. Uh, and the National Council can support in terms of providing this information uh, mm. yeah, and uh, sort of strategies, things we can do. Mm-hmm. So, so how, yeah. Yes, yes, that that be my thinking. That, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Actually, you are right. We we have a lot. We have a lot to we have a lot to do, and we need to. Uh, we have a lot of youths that we need to educate. That music is business, and uh, mm-hmm. it's not only clout and and likes and comments. And um, I think it's true. We need to encourage all our local streaming sites to start uh, remunerating uh, their sites so that um, uh, the artists can start uh, making money out of that. Also, on a copyright issue, uh, we need to strengthen that. And thank God we have Robin. Um, we are, we need to really, really work on our copyright issue because uh, we are really losing on that side. And uh, there's a lot of leakage from uh, from the copy, uh, from the copyright uh, side. That's where yeah. we are really making a lot of a lot of loss. So if we can lock that one down, and then also uh, make our own local streams uh, active, then we are well and good. Because then what will happen is the reason why we want to work with Nigerians and South Africans is because they've locked their countries, and ours mm-hmm. is open for anyone. So the moment we lock our country, they will need to tap in. So for them to tap in, then they will need to talk to us. So um, I think, yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Right, yeah. yeah. 
Now, uh, you know, sorry, very quickly, when you talk of um, Nigerians, you, you saw the post from Benna Boy. I don't speak or it's true. Where he says one of those girls from the US gets 60% of the money from his song. Oh, that's oh. Tony Braxton. It's Tony Braxton, eh? Yeah. He says yeah no, actually, actually, what he said, <laughs> or actually, what he said, said that the song which is sampled Tony Braxton's chords is uh as is gaining more streaming than any other songs on his album so 60 percent of the streams on his album is coming from that song okay <laughs> yes uh, it's not, not that Tony Braxton is getting the 60 no it's him that's... it's, it's him <laughs> I'm benefiting more from Tony's uh sample than yeah um yeah. I think Hi, hi Robin. Hi, Mr. Chipin. Hi, Chocolate. Hi, Shmaster. Hi, hello, 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 hello. Okay, something. Um, was his manager James Sakala and Maureen? Yeah. So, um, I'm here. I think I want to contribute on one. Uh, how to make? Um, I think this question was posed by Mr. Chipin. How can you help us control? Is it control? Uh, those sites that are yes. mushrooming yes. and all that especially the local ones that are not um, is it numerated yes so uh, I think there's there's a good way to control them I don't know if there's any policy that's already in place written in place where these people should be able to register with the National Arts Council as uh, what can I say like they are, there's some kind of promoters and then yeah, I understand yeah. there's a there's a fee there's a fee like 900 kwacha per year, right? That that promoters pay because I, I pay that. Yes, yes, so yes, even yes. them for coming up with the site, they should understand, okay, I need to pay this 900 kwacha. But then there's also those forms that we fill in should have something that's good. Um, it's tailor-made for the sites. You understand? So that way you'll be able to regulate yes. how many people will register in a year. And then you'll be able to, to assess how they are improving or if they are not uh, improving in, in any way, if they're contributing to us um, driving our culture and our music or anything that we're doing in a certain direction technologically. If they're not, you can always put in strict measures. I, 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 I like that um, that idea. I like that idea. I, I like, I think, the, the proposal. Uh, because surely we need to find a way of controlling the, the, the... I think we have to agree that part of our problem is the mushrooming of these the platforms. Uh, and some of them are providing content for free, you know? They are getting music and they are giving it for free. And then it's... it's, it's, it's some, so that's, that's something we need to, uh, to explore. And it's, it can easily be done with Victor. I think it can yeah. easily be done yeah. with Victor. It can. It's not something that is very far-fetched. I think so, Victor. Yes. Yeah. I'm looking at it as a workshop now, where they can explain on how uh, they can survive in that industry as well, and then you'll be able to uh, appreciate their challenges as well and meet somewhere there where now you uh, yes, create yes. one thing concrete, and then also that. Uh, apart from music alone, we we might end up having uh, our own local movies being streamed locally. So, 
because we have other movies that we can't see on our local channels. So people who have access to have movies streamed or any other program streamed. So I think what is best is they need to be invited and uh, uh, have a meeting with them and try to appreciate the challenges they're going through and see how uh, that also can be locked uh, under NAC. Yeah, I like that. And it may not be NAC per se, but really an organization that is looking into yeah. that. You know, the the Zikta, the Zikta Trends Report, I think uh, people are interested in the financial intelligence they are not interested in the, in the Zikta one. The Zikta report, yeah. I think from 20, 20, 2021, uh, indicates mm. that uh, most of the people, either it's a trend report or the annual report, one of those says most of the people online, 60% of the time, they are either streaming music or movies uh, in Zambia. Yeah, yeah yes. already that's a huge, huge, huge uh, market here. Yeah. So, so about sixty percent of the time, people are doing are consuming what you people are producing. Yeah. So, Mr. Chipindi, if you look at this, eh, I'll give an example. Every time a foreign musician comes into Zambia, when they mess up, just a little mess up, the whole country is speaking. So imagine <laughs> if those guys, if those guys, the online streamers, are the voice. Any foreign streaming company that would come in the country, they will expose it because they will have a voice. Then you'll be able to know what's happening I like, I, on that I like industry. That. Well. I like that, yeah. Yes. No, thank you so much. I think that's very mind-open. Thank you, Robin. I have, have, I'm receiving a lot of very positive uh, thoughts right. because I think sometimes we discuss these online streaming, let's say the local ones, mm. as if they are, they are, they are just uh, non-entities, but they are players also who need to be yes. brought on board. And... Um, uh, there are issues also sort of analyzed and again, uh, very interesting. Mr. Chipendi, I'm afraid when it comes to me, I can assure you I'm not a fan of anybody who messes with rice holders. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> you have your way. I would yes. say for, for, for my... Uh, we should just shut them down. No, no. For my <laughs> virtual digital infrastructure, let's put it this way, uh, I, I, I would be ensuring that uh, that would be non-existent. If artists are actually, um, rights holders are going to generate any revenue, um, they, they cannot actually keep putting themselves in, in places and positions where um, the benefit goes to others. And I could have answered the protection question, but as you know, I have reports and I always feed you with stuff. And I'm just like, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll put it in the simple words. We're, we're going to have to, first of all, start by pr protecting anonymous rights in yes. Zambia. And if mm -hmm. we don't, if, if our protection is only as good as protecting that weakest guy or mm. girl. So if yeah. you can't protect that yeah. person who's in the village, yeah. and then uh, unfortunately, it doesn't matter whether you're um, a, a musician who's writing something culturally, whether it's something in, in Bemba, whether it's something in English, whether it's in Yanja, whether it's a, a global thing. Uh, everybody from Sampa the Great to the guy playing in the village, we all have the same rights. Yes, exactly. Okay.